So this is how we're going to start off today's episode. Today, I am accompanied by my very own Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, you gold digger. <laughs> Would you mind explaining why you're given such a name? <laughs> you explain. You gave it to me. I mean, Santa Claus implies itself what it means. <laughs> um, you bring gifts, but instead of just once a year, you bring it every week. <laughs> Every time you come home, <laughs> every time you go somewhere without them, or every time you're just separated. But anyway, so I've been waiting two weeks for her to come and do this with me. And she has been basically distracted with everything else. Um, but yeah, I gave her that name because she's just, she's just amazing. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Sometimes she's able to read minds, well, at least mine. Um, well, not exactly read minds. She's able to take subtle hints, like that one time when Lao Lao... Okay, I'm just going to get it out of the picture. I know it's pronounced as Yao Yao, but even before I figured out that it's pronounced as such, I got used to pronouncing it as Lao Lao. So, so no hating. <laughs> I mean, we are educated. We're not stupid. <laughs> it's just that sometimes you have the option. So that's the beauty of being human. <laughs> you have the option to choose to be stupid. <laughs> I don't know. No. Trying to imply that we're stupid. It's not even the. It's not even the privilege of. Um, I think that's not privilege of being human. It's privilege of being educated. <laughs> Is to be able to recognize that some things are stupid, but, but you, you still do it anyway. Yeah, you were trying to imply that we're stupid. <laughs> yeah, sometimes you just want to be stupid because you know for it, like how culturally just like just like Tila ignorant. Yeah, I know, but then that one even like Brian Tio, he Brian Tio is it his name? I can't remember, but the 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 cheating ass who stole. But then Shatan. it can it can be either way. It can be T Live or T Live. Yeah, that's exactly the why he put the name that way and yeah we pronounce it as tea live yeah Yeah, so let's just get a lot of things out of the way actually so tea live tea live there's no debate because i don't think a lot of people saw but at first when the brand was up and coming after they stole the idea from chat time (laughs) by the way if if y'all out there are unaware um if you guys are big supporters of tea live also know that there was like a large ass um lawsuit filed against them for uh, basically um, going against the franchise agreement with Chatime. So that's why they decided to branch out from Chatime and leave it uh, and build up their own brand. So when he was building it up, he actually had a lot of people pronounce the word before he launched it. As- let's be honest, Chatime is like out of the game now. I mean, it's only because people don't understand what happened. I mean, if you have, like, some sort of principle in life, (laughs) you would obviously not be too happy with uh, what they did to get their brand up and running. But then, again, 
uh, it's a very competitive world out there in business. So yeah. I mean, There's I have no to right admit, yeah. So I have to admit, even despite him doing what he did, um, he did a great job. or Tea Life, <laughs> yeah, is quite a good brand. And but I still hate them anyway. <laughs> but I still drink them. So see, that's what I said. You choose. <laughs> but anyway, back to my story. So the other day, Lao Lao, um, they advertised this. What what was it they? how you can purchase yeah, vouchers. Yeah, it was a gift yeah, voucher. You can purchase gift vouchers and then gift it to someone. Okay, basically, I sent her the post. And then a few minutes later, she texted me. She said, um, got the hint. <laughs> and then I received, like, a whole Sanum voucher for Lao Lao. But then the irony is I never got to claim it because she gifted it to me. You see, this is what happens when you spoil them too much. <laughs> she gifted it to me right before all this quarantine started. So that's why I didn't want to, like, go out just for the sake of getting Froyo. But then, but then... <laughs> I contacted Lao Lao because my voucher actually expired within this quarantine period, so they gave me another one. So that settled. Yeah, that's when he was she because she was so scared <laughs> that Santa Claus would yeah, be because I appreciate angry. your gifts. I don't take you. Santa for Claus would be angry because <laughs> she bought it and you wasted it. She's such a waster. So on that note, right, the fact that I said she was a waster. I am not. Oh, no. You should see how she cuts broccoli. (laughs) I am precise. No. I choose to be precise. I'm not a waster. You should ask our mom. Like, she, you know, don't ask her to, like, uh, what do they call it? Like, siang ikan. Oh, no, no, not ikan. Sayo. She can't, like, deal with wilted parts or, like, brownish black. Why would you want to eat a wilted part of a vegetable? It's still edible. I mean, people in starving countries don't throw away wilted spinach, you man. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you gotta just use it. I mean, there's no poison in it. For me, if there's, like, uh, noticeable or visible fungi or algae on it, then, yeah, justification to throw it away. <laughs> but no, she's like, it's wilted. Let's just trash this. But also, because she mentioned broccoli, right? I don't think everyone eats the stem of a broccoli. Yeah, but my mom eats everything on a freaking thing. She recently started cooking the stem of a broccoli because before this I because would, she said it's just I've a been, green carrot no because I've been <laughs> I've been cutting broccoli for almost all of my life and she has never told yeah, me to because save she the realizes, stem part of the broccoli because she realizes that it's wastage so in this current day and age we want to reduce compost or reduce waste right so food waste we try to not um <laughs> Like, throw away a chunk of good thing, even though it's, like, weird to eat. So, you know, the broccoli has a stem. <laughs> so, I I mean, at first, I didn't quite like it, too, because I don't quite like carrots. And it tastes like a green it's carrot. It's like soft carrot. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. But, yeah, my mom made us eat it. But anyway, let's move on. Because this episode isn't supposed to be an episode of roasting Iman. Um. But you asked your sister to come here. That's my job. That's like in my job description when I was born into the world. Roast oh. each sibling. Oh. <laughs> just so you know, um, I think I already know the answer to this. But what? I'm just going to ask her so that I could have Did it I recorded. Hate you since I was baby? Yeah. See? Oh, yeah. What was your first impression when I came into this world? You, because, because 
all that I had for you was love. Yeah, right. <laughs> You know when I was small, I used to look up to you. You still even even (laughs) even when you used to have a very questionable sense of style, I still thought that you were the most beautiful person I've ever seen, and up till this day, I still feel the same way. Isn't that how every sibling is? I think that's like a sibling relationship, or I don't know. Tell us if it's any different for you guys, but Iman has always had this complex. I don't even know why she does dentistry, to be honest. I think she's doing it for me or something. You know, like when she wanted to take dentistry initially, you know, I think we, if I total up the time, I think we had like a week worth of conversations built up because every time I'm alone with her, I'll always be like, Iman, please don't do this for me. I'm like, I know you're my fangirl, but... (laughs) Now she's self-absorbed because I've never thought of doing dentistry just for the soul of... Soul of? Following her. So like, reason of yeah, f- so reason of following her because I've well, well to be honest, she initiated it because she did it first, and then I felt like oh, it's such an interesting course, so that's why I decided to do it. But no, I didn't do it because I wanted to be like her. I understand, like when you have an older sibling. I mean, I can't relate though. But then I think even if I had an older sibling, so uh, my direct comparison is my parents. So everything my parents does or did, I feel like i want to do as well yeah she used to want to do medicine yeah so and then my dad didn't let me so i mean that's the only role model you have like it's like it's in your like direct view direct line of well view. to be fair at, at first you didn't want to do dentistry yeah because you I weren't interested i, I was medicine. genuinely interested in this course that yeah, i'm doing you right didn't now. know it yet yeah at that age i mean like and then i started wearing braces i'm like oh it was up this and coming cool. yeah but then and I'm like, my sister was doing it <laughs> <laughs> how would i know you should you should talk to us more <laughs> but yeah so i guess um but uh that's why we were i feel like every family would also go through that in a sense when you're also i mean obviously you don't want to force your um child or sibling to follow in your steps directly mm. but there's always that sense that you would i mean as a child or as yeah as a child or as a younger sibling you would want to it's just human nature to follow in those steps because it's a role model you know it's like animals i That's mean a different case for aish then <laughs> i mean aish is like <laughs> a human of his own i think he was born to this world on his own accord he brought himself into this world yeah, you didn't answer my question. What was your impression? I don't remember. I was like, what, four, five? I hated you. <laughs> I mean, I was like a lone child for like four she or five years. She wanted all the attention, which she got for like four years. Yeah, but that wasn't enough. <laughs> I mean, look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Even so, when my little brother came into this world, I never had that grudge towards him because you're a middle child i loved him it's different you mind i like middle child. i liked his presence you needed a friend because i hated you <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i mean um i have to admit when i was uh younger we used to fight a lot a lot like because we were both <laughs> girls so they I, were they were absolutely irrelevant fights but yeah we fought a lot but i'm so glad that we grew out of it <laughs> i mean even when iman was in the same school as i was in secondary school oh. we we were basically not sisters we were strangers because she wouldn't 
But like, I was protecting her. <laughs> like, How? honestly, there's like this angel, oh, and that's me. I mean, she's a person of her own, but <laughs> you gotta admit, when you have a bigger sister in secondary school, especially in boarding school, there's this some su- kind of like shadow over you that protects you from like bullies and stuff. I mean, obviously, you still get into like these mass lectures. Uh, of like seniors calling you at night I mean that one you can't avoid right but they won't usually bully you as much so if you the only way for you to but then I had teachers hating me because they hated her what to say (laughs) I was a bad bitch (laughs) this is supposed to be PG not PG I said bitch (laughs) I'm not trying to put this podcast under the category of being explicit so you better mind your language I said bitch B-I-S-H it's Okay, so anyway, I was telling Iman mm-hmm. that um, the only way for her to know for sure that I had no impact or my presence had zero impact on her experience at school was for her to turn back time and go to school without me ever existing. <laughs> on my own. Yeah, like having, like, it has to be that I never existed at the same school as her. Because that was the only way. But obviously we can't tell. So I'm going to just say that I did have, <laughs> have an you, impact. Have you ever been bullied in school? Oh, a lot. No, like not in high school. In elementary school. Elementary? You mean primary? Mm. Uh, not really. I mean, I was the ketupengawas, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but uh, that was only standard six. But I think uh, body image wise, yeah, obviously a lot of boys would make fun of you. But it was nothing that like traumatized me or scarred me until now so nothing at primary school really stuck with me except my two best friends um i but don't really have a lot of primary school friends because i moved to like three yeah. schools. So that's funny about you i was a nomad <laughs> yeah she is a educational nomad like honestly okay so she okay i'm not gonna even walk through it because that's quite private yeah let's just kill that but she just moves you know every every phase of her education uh phase or life like primary school she shifted three times secondary school she she had to shift like a few times and you know her life is just full of shifting or moving even if the she didn't move institutions the institution would move (laughs) true that's very true because in high school i didn't move i was stuck with one institution but then they moved places so eventually i had to move. it was so funny even in like foundation <laughs> yeah <laughs> they moved so that was funny so we call her the educational nomad, nomad because um every yeah everything she touches it will move i hope her current uni won't move there because if it moves outside of kl i swear to god she's gonna move again <laughs> so i won't move out of the institution uh, but yeah you know, when I was small, I think to be fair, I was quite a bully. <laughs> she was. And I think that but was... But I think that's just that a was, second child syndrome. That was why she kind of hated me. No, I, I think it's just a second child thing where you compensate for a lot of insecurities <laughs> that you have. And also because you always feel like you're a threat. Or no, you're threatened. You're not a threat. You are, you always feel threatened despite yeah, threat. the other person not doing anything. I'm a threat to anything. you. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's pretty normal. I think people who study psychology mm-hmm. when it comes to siblings, I think it's just a common thing across everywhere. Because I remember this uh, scenario very vaguely. We were, um, where, where were we? We were traveling. Australia. And then, 
Yeah, we were in Australia, was it? We were sleeping on the couch. Yeah, on this we were in the bed. living room. There was a sofa bed that we had to sleep on. Why um, were we fighting? We had the same Tamagotchi. I don't know, but basically <laughs> we fought. And then I started pinching her all over her arms. And then she likes to pinch. And then the night, like the morning after she it woke was up, blue. it was blue. Yeah, it was bruised all over. And she had like. Oh, my arms were blue. Her arms <laughs> I were. I was like Avatar. It was. There was peeling skin all over her arms. I was like a smooth. And then I was scared because I was a scared bully. <laughs> I told her, I remember specifically telling her for her to wear long sleeves so that our parents won't see it and then I won't get scolded. But at the end of the day, my parents figured out I got my fair share of scolding. Despite her five foot two <laughs> appearance, you know. I am just five foot, I'm not even five foot two. Wow. That was a lot <laughs> that I gave you. But anyway, um she's she's really fierce that way. So you don't mess with her, man. Thank you for I mean put, for putting it out there. No, I'm serious. <laughs> she she's really scary. I wouldn't I'm so glad I'm her sibling because if not I would have died. You would have been murdered. Yeah. No. I would have been murdered. I'm not a murderer. She is. She's just a a bully. Let's talk about Aish. (laughs) We've we've always thought of him as a cat. Because we personally feel like he has nine lives. And we probably crossed out, like, what, three of it? I mean, uh, do the honors of telling them the story. <laughs> oh, I, I, because I was too small to even take it under my responsibility for his near-death experiences. <laughs> I can, I only vividly remember two encounters. I don't know what the, the third one, one down the one down the hill, the stairs. Oh yeah, the, the hill <laughs> in the car. Yeah, but then that was that because wasn't, of us. Yeah, we, it I was wasn't even there. Inflicted. But anyway, you guys don't get what we're talking about. But anyway, I'm just gonna list up two very um, <laughs> tragic scenarios that I have from <laughs> babysitting my little brother. So he, I mean, I didn't hate him at all. He was like such a cute little fishball. But he was annoying. I mean, he was just trying everyone's patience because <laughs> he's a boy. And back to my mom, dia nak mekah, so macam Because my parents literally prayed for him because they, they they've always wanted a boy, and then they got like two girls, so they went to Mekah. They were fed up with these two girls, <laughs> and they prayed for a boy, so that's why they got him. I think. Yeah. Yeah. It was so like when my mom prayed for him. So we always feel like he's behaved in such a way because he's. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> it's like testing my mom because you know she vo- she's always wanted a boy. So here, God gave her a boy, <laughs> and then like he's the naughtiest boy ever. If you ever met my like one person who could like definitely vouch for that is my arwatopa. <laughs> he could not wrap his head around Aish because. <laughs> but she, then he never scolded him. I think. I, obviously, but and yeah, that's surprising though because my arwatopa didn't like kids. He yeah. didn't like noisy kids, didn't like running around kids. That was everything my brother was. <laughs> and he never, ever once raised his voice at Aish. Yeah, but he loved my brother. Yeah. And our brother. <laughs> he said... He, he even said that I should grow up to be a neurosurgeon. But I don't think that's happening, Topa. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's not happening. Yeah, maybe he'll create a robot that can do neurosurgery. You never know, right? <laughs> like, my grandfather always had a thing for predicting things for people. <laughs> But anyway, um, so one very 
tragic <laughs> moment was when we accidentally let Faris dip his head into a fish pond. So there was this hotel in the center of. We Bukit didn't Bintang, let him dip his head into the we fish just pond. Didn't, I mean, basically, it was like a floor. It was a ground level. Yeah. Fish pond. Like so basically, basically, if you stand on the floor, the yeah. pond goes deep into the ground. So basically, it was an in floor pond like a fish pond like what kind of hotel would do that yeah, it wasn't a hotel in it was the a middle hotel. of a hotel lobby yeah. yeah it was i think it was hotel malaya or something in the middle of bukit bintang <laughs> it was so near to i mean i remember it being so near We're calling to that hotel because it's pavilion. a child hazard <laughs> but it's obviously non-existent anymore but we were waiting for a bunch of guests and then um so we we were just in the lobby waiting and then aisha was running around and then suddenly we discovered he was already head in <laughs> So we could only see his legs, <laughs> and then we couldn't. We didn't know how long he was there. But my dad saw yeah. him, ran, and pulled him out by the feet. And he <laughs> yeah, was because literally his two feet were out of the pond. Like, yeah, basically he was upside down because he was. <laughs> he loved fish when he was small, and so I think was, he was so intrigued. No, it was it. funny because our first reaction was we left him there, knowing that his head was I mean, in the pond. What could have we done? And we went calling our dad. But then we didn't like pull it, him out. We didn't pull him out because, yeah. yeah, he could have died. But that was one of the <laughs> scenarios, <laughs> and the other one was when uh we were in the we were in Suramban. Yeah, we had a house in Suramban back then, and then we it was like our weekend home. So every few weekends we would just go there, and this was way before, uh, we even entered um, our school. <laughs> <laughs> Our secondary school, a boarding school. That, so this was way before it. So um, we would you go there every weekend, and then we would clean up the house and just chill there and like you know we'll do whatever. And then um, there was a staircase. I mean, like every regular every house, house has like a staircase, right? So, and it was wooden, and the floor of the ground floor was, was basically marble. <laughs> so Aish, we were supposed to watch Aish and not let him go up the stairs, but we obviously we got distracted. I think we were we eating were, we sours, were, the tongue, I don't remember. We were at the top of the stairs. No, we were on the man, we were on the floor. I climbed up and oh, he fell so, to us. Oh, so we did we weren't up there. No, we weren't upstairs. He was going up himself. We were downstairs. <laughs> that's so how, that's how we couldn't just Yeah, that's how tragic it was. Yeah, so he went up the stairs, climbed up like a baby would. And then he just toppled back. So he, he was down. literally rolled... He rolled down like a ball. All the way. From the top of the stairs. And he came down. He, did he cry? I don't think he cried. He cried. And then we covered his mouth. <laughs> like every sibling would do. <laughs> but then he was alive. Like surprisingly... Look where he, he is now. He wasn't injured or anything. <laughs> but yeah, that happened. So... Mm-hmm. And then the other one was... Yeah. This... The, the third scenario, we didn't cause any of it. It was solely him... Um, my mom wanted to send me to school and it was like uphill so my mom wanted to send me to my class and then he was in the car alone she put the car at the gear in park and then for some reason for some reason he let down the gear the handbrake and then the car started rolling (laughs) down the hill (laughs) and then there was this man God bless you, even though I don't know if you actually contributed to stopping the car. But he tried staying in front of the car, trying to stop it like a superman. <laughs> but yeah, that's why she's alive today. Yeah, He's still alive, very much healthy. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, we don't have much, all that many highlights happening 
in our lives. Um, <laughs> like everyone else. But that's the gist of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, in all, when we, we've always imagined um, for us to have another sibling. And that sibling would be called Imran. Specifically because my sister and my brother both have their names starting with the letter F. And then I'm alone. Obviously. So it's like a compliment sibling. So we always like, whenever there's like something happening, we'd be like, oh, if Imran was here, then. Because you know how ice cream is usually sold in packs of six. <laughs> and we'd be like, oh, if Imran was born. It would have been easier. It would have been easier to split ice cream across six people. <laughs> but yeah. That's how delusional we can be. How stupid we can be. <laughs> I was about to end this episode, and then my sister went, oh. Um, are we about to end the episode? Because I want to educate. <laughs> like, <laughs> what do you want to say? She's like, I want to teach people how to brush their teeth. <laughs> so here you go. <laughs> you can have the mic. <laughs> it's not even like how, because obviously you can't visualize how to do it when you yeah, hear yeah, you people, a like, person talking. Do it virtually. Yeah, but okay. So I, I'm a voice inside your ear, right? <laughs> but anyway, uh, it's it's just basic things like uh I'm I'm pretty sure Iman's audience is amongst the um majority of people who actually believe in fluoridated toothpaste and stuff like that. So if you're in the minority of uh the ones who are opposing fluoride in toothpaste because you say it gives people autism or it, it's toxic or whatever, um I'm a dentist and I'm gonna I'm here to tell you that that's false. There is no um, concrete evidence saying that fluoride causes um, any... I mean, obviously, in high amounts of yeah, anything, Like, as a matter of it's fact, the amount that they put in the toothpaste yeah, is... Yeah, it's just, like, very low. Uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's just, like, a thousand parts per million or, you know, in, within that range of 1,000 to 2,000. So it's not even that much. But the benefit... Yeah, so the benefit of having it in your toothpaste is uh, definitely... Um, it makes your teeth stronger. It's 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 so, um, it's so. How would I say this? It it basically costs you nothing to just add it into your daily routine. Which is, uh, for example, so what? How do I say that? Why do I say it costs you nothing? Is because, um, the risks of it, the benefits of fluoride in something obviously outweigh the risks. So when people actually do something for a community or when people decide um, a decision, basically on something to impose onto the community or to spread to society, uh, like fluoridated water and stuff. So things like that, when they want to do it or when they want to implement it, they would have to weigh the risk versus the benefit. So for instance, people always argue that fluoride is bad but actually, um, when you think about it in high concentration, yes, yeah, you it use can it in be moderation. toxic. And it's obviously safe for you to use it 
like the amount that they put in the toothpaste is basically safe to use. And so you every don't time you worry about that. And every time you brush your teeth, it's only like pea size. You're not even supposed to like. You're not supposed to swallow the entire tube of toothpaste. <laughs> no one's asking you to do that, and that's not recommended by <laughs> dentists worldwide. But yeah. But anyway, um. So that's one. That's one thing that would change a lot if you change from if you if you notice that your teeth have a lot of um, cavities and stuff. That definitely would change it because it uh, adds. It's not gonna heal a cavity. It's just yeah, it won't reverse it, but but it could prevent from further uh, recurrence of other lesions. Yeah. So as for uh, toothbrush, so people think that it's not significant at all the hardness of it, and you know, with so much or so many options available in the market nowadays you're so confused by the choice like why is there medium why is there ultra soft Mm -hmm. so basically the softer the toothbrush or the bristle the better um i'm not biased or anything but there has been like a study proven by systema and this is precisely why they patented this 0.02 mm bristle thing is because that it was shown to be the most effective um, bristle or optimum bristle width for you to remove plaque from your teeth or from your gum. So that's why they painted it, uh, sorry, patented the 0.02 mm um, bristle. <laughs> that's actually very smart. <laughs> yeah, so because they did the study, they allocated the amount of money for it. And that was the proof. I mean, I'm not asking you to buy Systema per se. Uh, you but can use any toothbrush. Yeah, Just as, make sure that as it's long as soft. it's not tooth like definitely not medium or hard because it's just going to wear away at your teeth and it does definitely your teeth are not cleaner just because you brush harder you really have to correct because a lot of patients would tell me oh doctor when i buy like soft it doesn't feel clean it's not in the toothbrush itself it's in your technique so that one uh, you would have to educate yourself because I can't do it <laughs> by audio. By ear. Because <laughs> that would be weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, move your toothbrush in circular motion. But, yeah. And then that's number two. And then this is number three that I have forced each and every one of person, each and every person that I know and love. To I floss. Would, I mean, that's one. <laughs> oh, you mentioned but, it. No, I, I, that's not the one thing I force people to do. I force them not to rinse their mouth after they brush. Uh, yeah, I just knew that like a few years ago, she told me not to rinse my mouth. Because obviously, after you brush your teeth, you feel like you need to rinse it out because it's dirty. But then, no. It, it would suffice for you to just spit it out so that the fluoride actually stays on your teeth. So that you, it doesn't defeat the purpose of you using a fluoridated toothpaste, right? Yeah. So basically, like, you can rinse it. No, I mean, there's there's nothing wrong. But to be honest, I since, ever since I went to dental school, I have never rinsed my mouth after I brush my teeth. Obviously, okay, so don't go ill at me. <laughs> but when, okay, after you eat dinner, right, you're going to bed and then you're brushing your teeth or after your shower or whatever, you brush your teeth and then you you got you have the gunk right whatever like leftover food you can remove that spit it out and then for instance if you have food stuck in your teeth floss remove it from that area and then just leave your mouth be so just wipe your mouth with some water but not inside do not like gargle do not rinse because to be honest, then it kind of defeats the purpose because the toothbrush, I mean, the toothpaste is supposed to be topical in action. But if you only let it be on your teeth for the split second that you brush your teeth, 
then you can't gain the most benefit from but it. But then if you're still like um, disgusted by the fact that you basically didn't rinse your mouth, you could go an extra mile just like our Brush your mom. teeth again, yeah. yeah. Brush your teeth again and then spit it out. So that, that way you... So what she does is she brushes her teeth one round, she spits, she rinses everything out and then she brushes her teeth again <laughs> and then she leaves it. So that's like, wow. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I, I would ask everyone to follow her because she's like such a role model in this in this area. But I mean, I told her once and then she was like, I'm so grossed out by it. But I, I, I improvised, you know, she's like, I, I, I brush my teeth twice now. <laughs> I'm like, wow, extra mile much. But yeah, so that's what one thing you can do. <laughs> Eva was like, are you done? <laughs> one more, kids, one more. <laughs> Listen to your kaka. <laughs> so uh, another thing is people always tend to directly use or com- um, right after they brush their teeth, they tend to use their mouthwash immediately. I don't, I don't use mouthwash. Yeah, but for people who do, they feel like it's supplementary or, I mean, to, to add to the clean cleanliness of af- the after effects of brushing their teeth. I mean, it's not wrong at all to use mouthwash. You want to go with the alcohol one or nah. I mean, go ahead. Um, there are a few recommendations if you're sensitive to a few ingredients in uh, particular mouthwashes. And there are also different mouthwashes for different kinds of diseases that you have in your mouth. Uh, that one I would recommend seeing a dentist to get the best uh, one for you. But definitely do not use it right after because the science of it... Okay, I'm going to just give a simple example. Um, chlorhexidine or the normal ingredient in like uh, a gen- generic mouthwash we give in like government clinics usually, um, it counter-reacts with or it counteracts with uh, the components in toothpaste. So it tends to neutralize each other. So might as well just stick to one or uh, if you want to go the extra mile and you still need that mouthwash before you go to bed, wait, no, wait for like half an hour at least uh, and then use it. So don't use it directly after. Um, but or yeah. just don't use mouthwash. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- I mean, that's another topic though. There's like um, a lot of... Um, I read. I recently finished reading this book called Bad Science, and it explains a lot of um, things that markets or corporate uh, institutions tend to create uh, an issue, and then create a product to solve it. Mm-hmm. So one of the, one of the many re- um, examples could be also mouthwash. I mean, all, I without a doubt, mouthwash does have its own benefits. But it's not significant. Yeah, it's not like the prime thing. You need to just brush your teeth. That like that's the primary thing. I've gone through years without using mouthwash, and so far, uh, I'm grateful that my yeah. teeth are the but way they are. But your dad is an avid mouthwash user. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that there's nothing wrong with yeah. It. To each their own, right? I mean, it's good, but not. I mean, if you can't afford it, or if you think that it's don't add it to your daily routine just because you hear other people do it because it's definitely not needed. Mm-hmm. The basic is just having a toothbrush and having toothpaste and doing it at least twice a day. And clean your tongue. Def, yeah. Clean your tongue. I mean, you it's don't even, life-changing. And you don't even need a tongue cleaner, though. I mean, 
Um, some people would cringe listening yeah. to me say this, but I'm anal about it, so I I actually have a tongue cleaner. Yeah, tongue. I mean, uh, most some dentists might oppose me saying this, but to me, you just give a patient um the easy option if they can't afford getting an extra gadget in the toilet for a specific thing then just let them do it how they could. So you can use your bristle of the toothbrush, but obviously just wash it after and make sure you brush away from your mouth so you put, point your tongue out. <laughs> You're trying to put it into your throat. <laughs> so you point your tongue out and then you brush away. So you push the things, the gunk off your tongue and into the sink. Don't let it go back in your mouth because well, then you just... Hard, right? Because one yeah. of my lecturers mentioned about like... You could consequently have a smooth tongue if you could yeah. keep on doing it So that's it why that's why they don't recommend using a toothbrush. That's why the tongue cleaner is just uh it's just a thingy that just don't do it excessively. It looks like a scraper, so it's not even a brush. So it's a scraper, so you just scrape things off your tongue because sometimes things stuck, things will get stuck between your um, papillas and stuff. So anyway, I think I'm done <laughs> babbling and I'm tired. <laughs> and it's already four o'clock. I think we can put this episode to a stop. So the takeaway message here, um Iman is a waster. Yeah, <laughs> what? <laughs> is not a good sister. She's a good friend. <laughs> but anyway, so Bye. Oh, we're gonna say till next time. <laughs> <laughs> till, till next time. time. <laughs>